Hi, I'm Ahmed. Uh, and I'm Dan, and welcome everybody to the Grey Owls podcast, episode one. Ciao, oh, nice to meet you, Dan. Nice to meet you too, Ahmed. How's it going, man? How's everything? Good, man. Good. Just hanging out a branch, you know. How's Good. the How's this uh, post-apocalyptic scenery treating right. you? Really anticlimactic, bro. I spent years <laughs> watching like a lot of movies and in my head, like, you know, by this stage of pandemic, I should have two AK-47s, a truck, you know what I mean? A little farm where I grow my own medicinal and then I trade with other tribes. Scavenging for supplies. Yeah, yeah. Crafting exactly. Um, like, see. I spent years of video game education preparing for this and all down the drain. Apparently, to survive a pandemic, you just got to stay at home. My my one thing growing up was, um, you know, were movies like like uh, movies and shows like The Walking Dead. Uh, you have like Independence yeah. Day, so where you have like zombies, you have aliens, you have Twenty Eight Days Later, um, exactly. you have Resident Evil. I expected the pandemic to have a lot of running, a lot of guns. Uh, yeah, exactly. And then here you are, instead of running, the only active thing people are doing are making TikToks. You know, dancing. How uh, look. I know that generally we would hate on TikTok. And to be honest, I downloaded it as a joke, but now it's a real life addiction. Same. I guilty understand. As charged. Yeah, guilty as charged. I, I, I get that. <laughs> there are entertaining videos you can watch. There's there's a lot of entertaining channels. I mean, and, and initially it was all about that different kinds of dances and synchronizing yourself to different moves and, you know, yeah. setting up challenges of such. Uh, but then over time, it became something that uh, everybody just wanted to uh, it became a platform for people to just uh, um, exhibit their skills you know you have people who are showing how to cook little dishes uh, you have like I, I watched this video the other day uh, I watched this TikTok channel I, I don't know what's the guy's name but he's basically like this uh, this modern day caveman I mean a, a, a modern day guy who has caveman like skills I don't know if you watched oh, that video but he crafts like no no no, no but the sounds but I, I can I, I can definitely relate to that being some TikTok ish yeah, yeah, he's, he looks like one of those Norwegian dudes, you know, huge built, uh, huge beard, uh, well-kept hair, long hair, and uh, he just, uh, he goes to the wilderness. Yeah, he looks literally like a, like a, like a modern-day Viking, um, and he goes to the wilderness, and uh, people ask him, people make requests of him, like uh, making a shiv, making a shield, <laughs> setting up a tent, and you just see him doing those things, man, and you know, this guy is just, he has like uh, hundred thousands of followers. And uh, yeah, I mean that that's interesting. That that's some interesting stuff. So TikTok, I mean, I guess TikTok ain't so bad, uh, but definitely not what I had in mind for a post-apocalyptic. Um, uh, you know, definitely not what I expected. I didn't even expect internet to exist in the first place. But internet is thriving, man. It's like, you can't take me down. <laughs> the internet was like apocalypse. Ah, huh? my time. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You know, no, no radio towers are going down today. None whatsoever. There's the dude whose entire stick is sitting in front of the Xbox and throwing the CD and trying to get it to land perfectly into the X. Like his whole stick is just, he's on Twitch, he's on TikTok live and he just sits there and uh-huh. throws the CD at the, you know how Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen those. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, I bet, I bet like, um, you know, he, he only videotapes it on his like 935th try where he actually yeah, right? he's like i finally did it 
But to us, no. it's like, oh, this guy's a professional. His aiming's on point. Exactly. It's, it's some dude perfect shit, you know? I mean, dude perfect, one oh. of the most popular YouTube channels out there. All They thrive on trick shots. That's their whole gimmick. Original trick shot channel. Yeah, the original trick shot. Yeah, dude perfect. Yeah, for all of you who haven't checked out Dude Perfect, definitely check them out. They're they're yes. insane. They're hilarious. Um, yes. Rage yeah. monsters are my favorite. But Sorry, should jump in. Rage monsters. So if you want to dive in 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 Dude Perfect, they have a particular video in the characters. You know, they do the stereotype characters. So for example, um, every stereotype in the beach or every stereotype in a basketball court. So they have this one random character often, like Tyler plays it. Oh, not Tyler, I can't remember his name, but it's called Rage Monster. Where halfway through the skit, he'll just lose his itch and just destroy everything. Right. It's, it's, what I, it's what I hope I can afford to do one day with our production value. You know, have enough money to wreck everything around me and just pay for it. And just get paid for it. Man, people yeah, are getting that's, paid that's for the some that's the dream. crazy things. Yeah, mad things. That's the dream, honestly. Yeah, literally, man. Um... The world is is crazy. Internet's a, it's a mad place. You know, you go from zero to hero for just about anything, as long as you have um, the right kind of crowd. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yes. <laughs> so anyway, um, we can uh, jump into what this podcast is really about. Uh, Ahmed, I believe that uh, prior to this podcast, you said that you were you had a question to ask. Uh, as a oh topic. yeah, I feel like it's a good time to start, right? Yeah. Before we before we jump into like our topic, what's a great owl to you? That's a great name, but they don't know what we mean. Okay. Great owl. Right. Okay. So basically, our name, the gray owls. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Right. The idea behind this is uh, definitely, definitely not the perfect band name. But again, we're not a band. We. Um, we... Hey! Don't 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 set a, don't limit us. What if tomorrow you develop amazing musical talent? Don't limit us. Bro, Grey Owls would be a, a boring-ass band. Uh, it, would be don't really, band. Yeah, it would be a boring-ass band. Indie. <laughs> yeah, it would be fucking boring, dude. But no, um, um, but yeah, no, the, the idea of Grey Owls is, I mean, the, the what, what we had in mind before we had made this, at least for me personally, was that... Um, First, I'm going to start start off with, with Owl, and then I'm going to go to Grey, because I feel like Grey has a deeper meaning here than Owl. Owl, obviously, very self-explanatory, at least to some people, is um, the fact that uh, why we put in Owl is because our conversations are mainly going to revolve around conversations that people would rather prefer to have at nighttime, you know? Yeah. Uh, convers- and, 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 you know, you know, for all those watching, if you relate, um, if you guys are, are night owls, uh, you would relate to the fact that Conversations after 1, 2 a.m., even 12 after midnight usually have a more intimate uh, uh, vibe to it. You know, they have a more intimate color uh, to it, which you can't have during the daytime. You just can't have those kind of conversations during the daytime. You really get deep into a topic. No matter what that topic is, it can be the most basic thing ever. You will go deep into it. You will dive into it. You will scuba dive the shit out of that topic. And um, that's kind of the goal here. I mean, I feel like, uh, me and you uh, having the chemistry that we have prior to knowing, uh, you know, prior to starting this first episode uh, can help us in having one topic and just dissecting the crap out of that topic in, in various different ways, conversations that you would have at nighttime. Um, yep. The idea of gray, maybe you can take the, uh, take the, take no, it no, away. You finish gray and then I'll give my implementation for both the gray podcast. Cause I, I'm almost the same, but I would just add a little bit into what you said. But right. Finish, okay. Like, your Right. Okay. Okay. So, so yeah, the idea of gray here is, um, 
is that we don't want to define ourselves as black or white, right or wrong. You know, we're not here being uh, trying to be an educational channel. Uh, we're not here trying to be a self-help channel. Uh, we're not here trying to be business experts or technology experts or gaming experts, entertainment experts on anything for that matter. We're just a bunch of amateurs. Honestly, I don't mean to downgrade ourselves. Ahmed, you're not okay with us downgrading ourselves, but let's be real here. Okay, let's be real. <laughs> have we gotten paid for our um, gaming or any of business skills maybe or like other like real life skills that we spend years developing? Right. But have we paid in any way form for this kind of content? No. Absolutely so yes, not. Yeah. Absolutely not. Oh, but, not yet, yes, but uh, yeah, eventually yeah. someday, yeah, definitely. Uh, until then, we're amateurs just here, um, you know, with our own opinions, with our own ideologies, uh, with our own outlooks towards just the different branches of conversation, different branches of just everyday things that people talk about, that people focus on, that the world revolves around, you know? Um, just building blocks for Earth and how those building blocks have evolved till this day. So... Um, uh, that brings me back to the idea of gray is that we want to establish ourselves as being right down the middle, taking into account different opinions, different perspectives, putting into, uh, putting into the pot, our own perspectives and, um, and yeah, just talking about it from a more, um, non-biased sort of way. I mean, that does not mean that I'm not going to be biased towards certain things. Like I'm going to be hella biased towards certain things, but that's where and I'm wearing a Lakers jersey. I feel like our bias is already there. It's already established. It's the walking gray. You know what I mean? Like exactly, exactly. So, so that's the thing. I mean, it's, it's always like, we'll always shift between the black and the white. We're not going to be defined as black. We're not going to be defined as black. I'm literally wearing a black and white t-shirt. You put those colors together, you get gray. I don't know how clear I can be with that. You know? Yeah. So that's the whole idea. It's the idea of thinking gray. Um, now, uh, I don't want to give a whole lecture of what thinking gray is. Uh, um, you know, maybe, Ahmed, you can emphasize a little bit more on that from your perspective. Uh, but it is a well-established concept that, you know, you can always look into after this podcast to give you a better idea of what gray really means, you know. Um, but, yeah, that's the whole idea here, you know. So, um, just my I'll keep it short and sweet. The same idea as you are. Um, specifically when you added the owls. So like you said perfectly, conversations late at night usually hit different. Like I don't know if it's because people are more vulnerable or open to speaking or like at the end of the night, you're just exhausted. You don't have enough shields up so you can just speak about things, right? And in this weird world of like cancel culture and where we're always terrified of like saying one thing off or two things off, I feel like if we create a room to be able to think gray and speak and understand because like, like one thing we have to, or at least one thing that I'm trying to implement hard in our thinking gray is that changing your opinion is not a bad thing. Like learning and ed- getting better educated and arriving at a different opinion that when you're started is not a bad thing. And for that to happen, you have to observe both sides of the issue, right? So that's where to me, gray is highlighted. And like like you said, like to, to build on what you said, I think one of the things that we want to highlight the most is that we want to avoid the polarity of today. Like everything today is either this or that, right? But yeah, the, yeah. We're in like nice middle ground where we're avoiding like the extreme polarities of either side. It would at least give us a room to like think nicely. And then to define us in the thinking gray, like our intro says, right? We're like two owls chilling on a pinnated branch. I just want to see what's up. Exactly, exactly. That's just that. <laughs> And, and I agree with you. I feel like uh, it is, uh, it does give us, uh, it is a polarity. I feel like 
um, establishing, ourselves, establishing ourselves as, as gray gives us a sandbox and not just us a sandbox, but it gives a sandbox to whoever watches our videos uh, to be able to, you know, throw in their opinions and not get shit for it. Just be valid in their own right. Yeah. As long as you're not spitting hate and spitting negative emotions, yeah. that's, that's your bare minimum. That's basically, and you have to be willing to take criticism. So I feel like that's that's what that I know that's not what you were supposed to mention, but that would be one of the things that I would love to see in our community if they're able to like discuss with each other and recognize that every opinion is valid in its own little pocket. Then I think we would have arrived at thinking great. You know what I mean? And then objective truths are objective truths, but until they are needed to be defined as objective truths, we can have a conversation of our subjective experiences to those truths. Right. Mm, definitely. So like if our able to talk to each other and explain their subjective experiences within those truths, I think then we would have like achieved success. Or that would be a parameter for me personally. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Um, and I would actually like to relate that to the topic of discussion for today, which is um which is third culture kids. Uh and uh, how can I relate that? I can relate that by saying that third culture children in the world of today, um either have a communication gap amongst the countries that they're actually from or have a communication gap with further cultures that they end up going on to being wait, wait, exposed wait. So to. Before, before, before we push, okay, I'm sorry to interrupt you. What is third culture kids to you first? So then, because... Right. Define it, what it means to you first. Right, okay. Um, I thought about that after you said that, uh, you know, we need to... Um, we need to take criticism. We need to be able to understand that everybody yeah. in their own right, in their own head is correct. And that, again, exactly. that uh, the core of that boils down to a person's culture, a person's root, a nature, uh, the, the, their core nature from which, uh, you know, they're raised with and the environment that they're raised within uh, that leads on to, you know, how their thinking develops. So, again, you're right. Everybody in their own mind, in their own right of mind, thinks that they are correct. You know, uh, they believe yeah so that they're correct they don't have a doubt they believe so especially with certain ideologies and you know certain uh ingrained roots uh of, of thinking uh they believe that they're right and um uh which brings me to, to you know third culture kids because now uh, why i'm referring to third culture kids as, and, and and not other people not everybody has their own right of mind but as a third culture ch child myself and knowing you are too um uh i can i can sort of relate to that because i i, I personally have been exposed to um to people out there that come from different countries um with different beliefs with different traditions following different religions experience that like we've been fortunate enough to experience that diversity exactly. of cultures and characters definitely we were we were and um from being exposed to those cultures we were able to sort of not just um not just broaden our 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 um our own thinking uh and not not just learn things but broaden our own thinking piggyback off um their ideologies and pick up what we find useful for our survival for our exactly. uh, mental betterment uh, whatever yep. you'd like to call it you know what i mean uh conversational fluency Just our own life skills life skills exactly uh we picked up a thing or two um and uh, I, I for me a third culture child to be honest with you um is for me the definition is um a person who has um you know grown up in a place that's apart from their nationality, their core nationality. So me, for example, I'm a, I'm a Pakistani. Um, okay. You, um, you're, you're Sudanese, right. 
And uh, I have been uh, raised in in the country of Kuwait. Uh, if you don't know Kuwait, Kuwait is a tiny dot on the global map, uh, one of the smallest countries in the world. But most people don't actually know this. Uh, it has the strongest currency in the world. So I think one Kuwaiti dinar is about 3.3, 3.2 US dollars. So these guys are are thriving on their own money. Now, just because I stay here doesn't make me rich. Just bear in mind, uh, <laughs> it's not making me rich. I am again a, a Pakistani and that does not change. Yeah. However, uh, me being raised up here in Kuwait um, uh, my, my entire life and also uh, for a short period of time in uh, Jordan, for all those who don't know Jordan, also in the Middle East, very close to Turkey, towards the northern side of the Middle East, if I'm not wrong, northwest side. Um, uh, yeah, so having lived in these countries um, has given me exposure to not just one, but two cultures. And then going on to, um, you know, attend my university in Malaysia, where I met this handsome fellow here, Ahmed, um, who came from a completely different country himself. Um, we were exposed to a third culture. So that gave us exposure to not plus each other. Sorry, others plus each other's culture. So outside of even the other countries as we moved in, we were even able to expose to each other's culture through our own implementation. So I saw your unique mix, and you saw my unique mix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Just, just literally, just uh, butt in whenever you feel so. Um, Because there'll be points where I'll just be talking bullshit. And that's where I'm going to need you to sort of save me, you know? No, so. no, I got you, I got you. Because <laughs> so, I don't really have things. I have an issue with that. <laughs> My side of it, to, to fill it, you, like, I feel like you phrased it perfectly. But um, if I was to add anything to it, I would say the third cultural experience subjectively defined to me would be, um, so, for example, um, I was I did not leave my home country of Sudan until I was 13, right? So the definition traditionally is people that are born from a culture, so your parents are from a culture, but then you grew up in a completely different culture, right? Hmm. And that cultural jump in itself, the difference in, in nature versus nurture, like you're going to get some form of nature in the house and you're going to learn one culture in the house, but then you're going to leave the house and you're going to go to school and you're going to face a whole other culture. Right, whole yes, other yeah. Side, yeah, yeah, yeah. A whole other world, right? So that in itself becomes like, um, that, that becomes the first struggle of like, third culture children of like oh at home don't do this this is bad and then you go outside and everybody's doing it and they're like getting praised for it, it is and you're like wow man <laughs> you know what I mean? what's right what's wrong what's acceptable yeah. what's not acceptable yeah that's yeah it's it is it is an issue i feel um that, that would be like my definition of third culture in that um having to divide between your own home culture and then add to it from the bits and pieces that you see from the world to become like this unique, beautiful mixtures that we become in the end having, so for example, for my subjective experience, um, I grew up until I was 13 in my home country of Sudan, right? So the initial download or the initial imprint as it is could be like purely Sudanese through and through, right? But then at 13, my parents make a huge paradigm shift and I'm somewhere in England, well, not somewhere, in London, but specifically in London, where it's completely different. I'm talking like from boys' schools with 800 dudes in like a three-course household. From Sudan <laughs> all like, the way to London. That That's that's mad. Like, yeah. like a bunch of like little white, white girls and white boys and Latino boys and just like Indians running all over the place. And you're like, wait a minute. First of all, this is like a whole spectrum of colors. All right. Yeah. Second of all, what is happening here? What's with all these weird, dirty looks from left to right? And all, like, you know what I mean? And then you start relating to things in a different scope. Like um, uh, one of the earliest things, for example, one of my, like, for example, I'll give you you, right? Like, um, I think outside of like Western culture, which is like something that we're going to like 
touch into later, we are related on different aspects of things, like the struggle of having, an, um, like sub- subjectively, right? The struggle of having like a Islamic background, but then living in a world that is Islamic, but like uh, in college, right? That yeah. mixture that was something that we could relate on, right? Or like, um, yeah, stuff like that. Like for example, TV shows or 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 weird like WWE. Like what the hell is that? But still, you get what I mean? Yeah, like, no, that's that's so that's the thing. That's uh, media. Um, the yeah. influence of media on our thinking while growing up. Like uh, when I was here growing up in Kuwait, um, you know, being exposed to so many sources of media and entertainment, mainly Western media, obviously. I mean, you, I wasn't involved in, I wasn't, uh, um, you know, exposed to my country's media per se, uh, as I mean, as compared to my parents, um, w- how they were uh, into that. But um, yeah, but I was mostly into Western media and that sort of um, built this expectation, this, you know, this image in my mind that, you know, this is how that part of the world is. Um, this is how that part of the world talks. That's how they act. That's what they're into. Um, a simple thing, a simple thing such as alcohol being a taboo here was uh, an after work activity there, you know, Uh, not even an after work, a middle, middle in the middle of work, like, like a happy hour happens at, uh, 3 PM in some States in America, if I'm not wrong. And for me, that was, I didn't even, at, at, at age 12 blew my mind absolutely blew my mind i didn't know what i was seeing so th- that's the thing so uh and and that's just alcohol i mean you have so many little i'm sorry little shifts in dynamic like these like these would be the struggles that we would have to adjust in and yeah. to, like relate to, yeah absolutely what absolutely like um like i'm pretty sure you relate to this too um we would like for example an experience of you would live at home and live a certain lifestyle then go out in the world and freeze certain pressures and then you come home and then there's this piece of media that was so cool whether it was like the burger ads or like the 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 energy in sports events or like the sitcom like punchlines like what the media was cool you get what i mean it painted this like I mean, I would blame this on marketing as well, but it painted this like amazing world of um, emotional empowerment and you can do this and you, and it became like, because of our experience, and this is where I'm going out on a ledge. So you would correct me if it's like not your subjective experience of it. Go it became it. like, um, you would see something at home and it was a struggle and then you would go outside and it's a different struggle. But this one subjective cool thing that yes, I related to, and even though I went to school and I had, like for example, WWE as like to focus in on that like particular. You were super into WWE, huh? So and the fact that I went to school, like when I moved out, when I moved to Saudi when I was like 18, and then I was like, uh, I'm not 18, 15, 15, 17, yeah, 15, 17. And then I met other like grown, well, semi-grown to us at the time grown, but like teenager boys Uh into wrestling too. It became a automatic element of relatability like those guys that i would go to school to beat up and fight with because we were doing stupid moves that now as an adult i know is fake and was not worth going to the hospital like three four times about Holy even, they, they said, <laughs> even though they said hey don't do this at home what do you mean don't do this at home all right i just saw one dude flip from the, the i'm trying that shit when i go to school yeah obviously right? i'm gonna try that shit at home obviously exactly. you know, yeah. you're releasing merchandise like wwe titles and uh, you know yeah. like those uh they'd release like titles we had a title in school. Oh, we yeah. Had I had the United States Championship. I had the World yeah. Championship. I had the WWE Championship. I even had a tag team with my friend. 
<laughs> and what we would do is we we'd have this uh we we had a garage right um yeah. in uh, in my um in my uh, in my apartment building there was a garage where okay. people you know parked their cars uh, had like 10 11 parkings and uh what we did was it was a, a short roof garage so i would say okay. about like twice the size of this ceiling over here uh so about like 15 feet and um um uh bear in mind uh this was this was like where the building caretaker was you know like the hottest uh i'm not sure a lot of people are familiar with that term but you know what i'm talking about a lot of arabs will know what i'm talking about so the building caretaker basically would uh he would have his supplies there so things such as ladders such as of paint and you know shit like that so what we would do is we would uh take one of those ladders uh we would go all the way up and um and um you know tape the the belt on the ceiling itself and literally go out on a whole ladder match five of us friends and i shit you not man the amount of injuries that uh, it was a beat down because when people are falling they're falling down to concrete floor not to not to you know styrofoam um and nobody told us that you know nobody told me that the floor in the nba in the wwe ring was padded and then they help each other <laughs> yeah. nobody told me that All nobody people, told me that shit either yeah <laughs> yeah yeah that's true but yeah no that's the thing you know that's the whole like, expect that goes back to the expectation that western media has built yeah. on us i mean you know this is just this is wrestling uh, i mean wrestling is a whole different uh expectation of fighting for example um before we push from it i'll just say like one last point right tell me yeah go. avenue where like for example like some friends that this day i have right like um this lebanese dude that was objectively speaking we would live a completely different life experience like he grew up in Lebanon that moved there I grew up in Sudan like objectively it would yes we, of course we all ate we all speak blah 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 but it was like completely opposing cultures right not opposing like Arab still but eh, you get what I mean there's a difference in culture right we would go to class there is, and there is. feed on each other and then bond <laughs> I'm sorry feed on each other in class in like wrestling games uh-huh <laughs> like straight up like elbow people from them but then bond over that right so yeah like, right yeah like we have to discuss wrestling but it became like to me media became an avenue of like bonding so that would be one of the or i would say one of the nice bonds of like third culture children like um our ability to connect to each other over rudimentary topics or struggles that we have independently media gave us an avenue to connect over right like even us when we first started when we were watching like game of thrones religiously Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're trying to say. You're not from Montreal. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I definitely know what you're talking about. It's a, it, yeah. it builds this unified culture like you were talking about earlier. It yep. builds a unified culture. I feel like uh media whether it's western, whether it's eastern media. Yeah. I mean, if you look at things like BTS, K-pop, K-drama, That's now cool. I might not be into it, but I know so many people exactly. people from different countries, yeah. but they bonded. Uh, they 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 connected they with bond over it. over that like that was the common ground uh, it, it was it was k drama i mean it's so random to see um let's say uh, a russian dude and um and uh, let's throw in like a random a mexican guy okay connecting over something that's that's produced in in in, in south korea literally <laughs> <laughs> anime for example anime like anime what am i thinking i how did i forget that How did I not think of anime? 700, 800 episodes plus of people speaking a completely different, and it's the coolest thing in the world. Like, yeah. bro, I would watch Naruto again today. 
how many people did you connect over uh, uh did you connect with over naruto over dragon ball z over attack on titan over death note all of these top blockbuster animes that uh you know majority of the world has watched i mean a, a, a big portion of the world has watched and you've connected with uh, over just that and uh, you did not need to know about their culture and they did not need to know about yours the media became the culture it became the the culture so that you, you i would add two things to our point of media okay i would okay. add globalization and then the internet globalization this is like overall development and like the ability to get on a plane and go from one side to the the fact that your parents were able to get on a plane go from pakistan to kuwait and build a life for each other for for themselves i mean Definitely. that is like an effect of globalization and then also the great and cool internet on which we hope to like you know blow up <laughs> right yes <laughs> hopefully someday hopefully someday i mean you, you don't know you don't know these things you don't know uh, at one po- at what point um you you you'll be able to reach and uh, reach to reach out to a society um yeah. through your words through your messages that actually get you that understand uh, and that relate and that um gives a crap about what you have to say actually gives gives two shits about what you have to say that decides to take the time out their times out Uh, and and uh, listen, just listen and invest themselves into your ideologies, your words and your ideas. Yeah. Not just us. I'm not just talking about us. I'm talking about, not, yeah. not, I'm not potentially talking about what we could be, but I'm talking about like anything for that matter. You know, you have YouTubers, you have influencers, you have uh, actors, you have commercial uh, TV show hosts. You have so many people who um, through their, um, you know, platforms, through their platforms, reach out to the masses and regardless of wherever they're from, Uh, if it they're able to connect, they, connection. yeah, connection. yeah, yeah, they build a connection. I mean, uh, uh, they don't have to look them in the eye; they just have they to. Should. Yeah, they're they're looking at them through a camera, and those people are watching them through their TVs, and they're they're different. There's different sources of this uh, of of uh, technology and and screens, and uh, and they're able it's to they're, they're able to feel things. You know, it's crazy yeah. how uh, technology has developed themselves, uh, developed itself. You can indirectly. Touch someone's heart from a different part of the world, and you don't even know you did that. You don't even know who that person is, but you did it. You know that. I think like that also is like the beauty of third culture children. Like like the internet culture in itself produced in such a way that like it it gave us a room as like third culture children. Like I'll tell you, I would I would, and this is just came off the top of my head. Like I just thought about this. I would give a bit more of it to um the internet not specifically media because yes media gave us something that was cool and we could relate to but up until the point where like we all had equal access to everything on the internet like um we might have potentially allegedly allegedly access for the content right allegedly and if we were able to do that allegedly it would give us a chance to like watch things that over the internet that for example i wasn't lucky enough to have for example um i don't know if it's same in quit right but like in saudi or in sudan we had osn right which gave osn yes osn yeah i didn't have osn at home right so like yeah. when i was first in, in 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 saudi before i discovered the great internet the ps uh, osn is the uh, orbit showtime network it's this uh yeah yeah it's a, it's a it's a dish basically satellite yeah, receiver yeah, yeah. Like satellite internet. It's like kind of like cable. It's like for it's, for it's, those who 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 don't watch cable TV anymore. I mean, who yeah. are, who think that's a thing in the past? It was yeah. the shit. It still exists, but yeah. Anyway, you were saying yeah. But that's the thing. I didn't have it right. So when I discovered the ability to like explore the internet and like allegedly download like 
torrents and allegedly access like for example music and stuff like that it gave me a chance to like relate to other people that allegedly did the same at home and then we would come to school and we would listen to songs together and you'd be like oh what you know what i mean yeah, so like, yeah. i think like beyond the struggle of our internal cultures and then the explosion the internet gave us like i to its core and maybe this is like a good topic for us to like you know add it to stereo uh, like lead, lead it to the lead it to the element of like what are our favorite part of third culture children is but i think like it became once there was something that was objectively outside of our own little pockets at home, we were able to relate to that one thing objectively, and then everybody became human to one another. So where the the fears that you had built up, or like the 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 pressures, or or like the negative imprints that you had from cultures, like because because like as much as we would like to think that our home cultures are perfect, all home cultures have like a bit of stereotypes, a little bit of 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 cracks that we as third culture children see that you go like oh now that i've experienced the world on the outside and now that i've been like um or like now that i've experienced now that i've seen the world how other people outside of my culture see it when i compare it back to the way the people from my culture interpret things i don't fully agree with that right so i think that's the, the last you, yeah. beautiful part of third culture right like when you like you said earlier, you said it perfectly in the beginning, where it becomes just little building blocks that we can build ourselves from, from every little experience that every little culture that we meet. So like when you lived in, for example, Kuwait, you picked up a piece. Or like when you lived in Jordan, you picked up a piece. Or when we came here in Malaysia, we picked up a piece. Or like when I was Definitely. in Italy, or when yeah. I was in like, yeah, yeah. The more uh, yeah more, the more diversified a country is, the more um, you yeah. can diversify your mentality. Um, for example, Malaysia. I, I'm. That's a shared experience between me and you. Yeah. You know, we've lived there together. Uh, as you know, as part of college, as part of our college life, we lived there together. Now we're away. You know, now now I'm back here in yeah. Kuwait. I'm working. You're still in Malaysia, and you're you know you're working, and you know we lead separate lives. But at the time when we had a shared experience, I'm sure we'd be able to relate to one another in the sense that um, meeting different people from different backgrounds. Um, yeah. man, I feel like I have a little bit of. Uh, a little bit of everyone in me, you know, and in the sense that in the world. a little bit of every country and culture in me. Um, I've met people from, you know, Sudan and um, I've met people from Maldives, pe- met people from India, met people from Myanmar, met people from, you know, Russia. Like if we list the countries, it's going to take a while. It's going to take a while. I've like, you know, we've met people from countries we did not even know existed growing up geographically <laughs> speaking, literally uh, like some random places. I swear. What the hell is Armenia, bro? I didn't know Armenia. Like, you know, like uh, Kyrgyzstan, for example. I didn't know Kyrgyzstan even existed before I went to uni. And now I know so much about it. I, I know so yeah. much about it as if like I've lived there and I've shared an experience there. But I, I, again, I've tasted its food. I've met its people. And now I feel like yeah. I have a little bit of Kyrgyzstani in me. And yeah. I, I've never even been to the place in my life. So yeah, um, coming back to home and coming back to this environment, uh, you're right. I agree with you. It does make you see a little bit of cracks and a little bit of loopholes here and there. Yeah. And you understand that... Um, um, Things might be flawed. Ideolo- ideologies might be flawed. But then again, might also not be flawed. It might just be subjective. Uh, yep. Doesn't mean that it's right in its own way. It's just that every, every culture, every uh, geographical part of the world has a different way of expressing themselves um, in different events, in different occasions, and in then, different moments of life. Um, but obviously... Build, you're saying, yeah, I continue, continue. And obviously, 
Yeah, no, like, like, for example, like, um, you know, um, a simple thing, like, uh, before eating, you know, um, different cultures will have different ways of blessing their food, preparing for the food. Um, referring to even religion, uh, I mean, regardless of whether you're religious or not, different countries have different ways of respecting the meal that they're about to eat. Yeah. Yes, they have different ways of respecting that meal, of blessing that meal, but the core idea is the same. You're still blessing your meal. You're still grateful you're that you have food in front of the table. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So celebrate the meal like, that you're about to have. Yeah, I feel like we humans have a very, um, we we're, in essence, we're all the same people. Um, but uh, because of our nature and the way we're nurtured and the cultures that we're exposed to in our lives throughout our time, should we escape or should we leave? Um, you know, the only get place. The yeah, should not, we get the opportunity? Yes, exactly. Let me rephrase that. Should we get the opportunity to leave the countries that we are born and raised in? Uh, do we then realize that uh, you know the world is uh, is more than just one way of life? Uh, it's more than yeah, one way exactly. of practice. It is. Perfectly. Yeah, and, and, and another thing. Strong. That, yeah. Yeah. No, no, go on. Go on. Go on. I'm so, I'm so done with my points. Like, right? Two yeah. things I would like to highlight. Right, like um. To lead up to that realization, I don't think anyone can say it was easy, right? Like, again, to make it subjective. When I moved from, for example, Africa or back home, it, it's a very, like, loud, um, active, interactive, um, like, sharing culture, right? So where I'm used to laughing out loud or, like, demonstrating my emotions in a highway or, like, interacting and being friendly and randomly neighborly with just anybody I see in the street, right? And I think... Like one of the things that allowed us to gravitate each other is that when we came here and there was a culture shock and not everything is that way and it's more of a quiet, docile culture, it gave us a room to relate to each other because it may not be the same, but Pakistani culture is also slightly similar. You get what I mean? Or like even your experience in Kuwait, like the fact that we both live in the Middle East also created a second layer of similarity that would allow third culture to blossom, right? So I would also add that, that um, for third culture children, Blossoming is happens the most when we're forced to deal with the culture struggle or like with the culture clash, like when there is like intersectionality yeah. of culture, when there's like, you know what I mean? That, that's when we're forced to grow. That's when you're forced to look internally and be like, but I was thought this, but this is the reality for this and this leads to this. So you're forced to, again, like we said earlier, like build your own choices on top of it. So that keep would be one. mind about then, it. Yeah. Keep it on yeah. yeah, definitely. And then two, I would add, right? Like, the best part about having met all of these people from all around the world is that I don't think we'll ever settle. Like I know me and I think I know you enough to know that we would never settle in experiencing the lifestyle from just one country or just one region. Like now that we've traveled and now that we've seen people from different areas, now I know I want to go everywhere. Yeah. I, oh I, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, you get what I mean? Yeah, exactly, like, yeah. like, like, like now it's like I read the first book of an amazing novel and I'm like, holy shit, there's like 215 pages left. How many countries are there in the world? Was yeah. it 215? I don't know. However many there is. 200 plus right? countries, definitely. I right, would yeah. love, I would, I, what I would give to be able to be, uh, to meet even more uh, cultures, uh, you know, to be exposed to even more cultures and the things you could pick up from those cultures. Honestly, it's, 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 it's crazy. I feel like it, it would really humble you and in a sense, um, open your mind towards the rest of the world and, 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 and help you realize that, you know, humans, every human is, is as different as they are as similar as they are in the end. Like, they're different, but also very similar. It's it's a bit of both. It's literally a bit of both. Um, they're all products of their choices and struggles. 
Yeah, and honestly, I genuinely think that um, the fact that the age that we live in now and the fact that travel uh, is accessible, commercially, easily accessible, um, even monetary-wise, not just that, the internet. So without traveling, you're able to connect with somebody uh, as opposed to um, our parents' generation uh, or a generation even before that, where people in the one country just belong to that country. Now you have uh, people in one country being split into different demographics where you yeah. have 58%, 68% of that country uh, being the locals, but you have a majority, for, you, have, you have a huge portion of 40% that's split into people from various different countries. So different what areas. that means is that you have one pot and you have now various different people interacting with one another from different cultures, backgrounds, traditions, religions, different all religions. that. So because, and, and that I would give credit to, to commercial travel and I would give credit to the internet because the internet and commercial travel has made it easier for people to be exposed to one another and accept one another and um, reduce um, discrimination, reduce racism, reduce um, um, close-mindedness and conservativeness towards different ideologies uh, much more than it was back in the 50s, back in the 60s, or even before then, you know? Uh, over time, through that, it became uh, uh, even not, not just that. I want to even add on to the fact that um, having parents, a lot of kids out there have parents. I mean, not mine, maybe not yours, but a lot of a lot of kids out there have parents from two different countries, completely two different countries. Now, maybe for my kid and your kid, that might be that might be the case because okay, I'm Pakistani. My girlfriend, she's Maldivian. Uh, now, our child uh, in the future, you know should he or she be born and grow up to see the world would have, uh, even though th that person would be from Pakistan, uh, Pakistan and, and Maldives would have no reason to have discrimination towards those countries or even those regions. Yes. You know what I mean? So let's say if an American kid uh, or if, if a kid whose dad was American, but whose mom was Mexican, right? He'd have no, I no sense of, discrimination towards Mexico because he's like, my mom was from Mexico. So regardless of, you know, Donald Trump and, and other extreme, you know, uh, uh, redneck Americans being racist. Towards, yeah. yeah. No way would he or she think about that because they would be like, no, my, my mom is Mexican. I have to be accepting of that culture because I've grown up with being exposed to that culture. So I feel like cross gender, uh, sorry, cross, whoa, cross, uh, <laughs> Cross, uh, <laughs> cross geographical um, uh, breeding, so to speak, um, access to uh, access to you know different. Uh, I mean, what else? I mean, that's the thing that popped in my mind, isn't it? Cross geographical breeding, it is. So, cross geographical breeding, uh, you know, access to travel, commercial travel, um, monetary wise as well. Um, and the internet has made it uh, easier for all of us to become a little bit more open-minded, but that doesn't change the fact that problems still exist. Um, yeah. You know, the internet is still not all good. Definitely. Everybody knows that there's so much hate and toxicity spread in the internet. Um, it, you know, it can be, it can, it can be a place where you can make some amazing friends. Like I've made some great pen pals. I know you have to, but at the same time, you can, um, you can be exposed to so much hate yeah. uh, and criticism and that will break your like, like it can be as broad and as big or as small and as like momentary, but like, like with everything, you know what I mean? With moderation, it can be either good or it can be bad. Like that's the, like that's a very good point that you hit on in that um, it can be the different variating sides 
of mm. the same. I agree with you on that. I would also add like one advantage that the internet or globalization has had now is, for example, in the past, right? Like, like if you were to want to find out information, like you know how you said earlier, for example, if you lived in a village or if you lived in a country, you just lived in that country, right? So, like, I remember now, for example, like now as an adult, I, 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 I recognize them as wrong. But when I was a kid, there were so many horrible stereotypes, horrible stereotypes. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Other cultures, purely because we hadn't seen them. We hadn't had a chance to interact with them interpersonally. So, like, exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah, like, yeah. like you were saying, you know how like people 50 years ago, if you lived in that country, you just lived in that country. And all the information you knew about other pe- countries were just stories told to you that pe- by people that traveled for thousands of miles and probably added like filtered. so much more very extra details. And filtered. Their own yeah. experience. Yep. And then like now it comes off as these cultures are horrible and it's bad. But in reality, when like, and what allows you to think that is that Oh, I'm not them. That's not me. So I can think bad about them. But the moment you go there and the moment you interact with them and the moment you realize they're human, the next time you have that radical thought or that negative thought or that negative stereotype, you would be able to identify that, yo, no, like I, I like, I'll tell you, I'll be fully blunt with you here. Okay. So in Islam, for example, um, this is the, this, like we own the, our only experience as kids with the Desi population was the films or like Bollywood, right? Now right. Bollywood is an amazing cinematic experience, but Things are a little straight, like, you know what I mean? It like, is exaggerated, guys, definitely. You know, like, 17 people actually, with a banana. Today, especially movie, Bollywood movies back yeah. in the day. I've grown up watching Bollywood movies my entire life. Yeah. So, so many movies. I, I can't even, yeah. It's 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 secondary to, to Hollywood. For yeah. me, it's they're almost the so same. Like, yeah. So, like, that experience of, like, extracting information from that, we would see the extremes that they were putting on content, and we would correlate that to context that was wrong. That now as an adult, I realize, oh my gosh, like, 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 for example, there, there would be the stereotype of if you're doing something ridiculous, you're doing it Indian, which is crazy. But the only reason we would think that is because like, bro, how is a man going to have a horse and have the horse skid under a truck? Like, come on. <laughs> I've seen that. I've seen that scene. By the way, that movie is actually not uh, Bollywood. That's a, uh, that's a Malayalam movie. That's a Tamil movie. That's a whole different, uh, by the way, that's a whole different branch. Thank you. I wouldn't know that. Thank you. Yeah. See, I like I I live here and I don't know you that. Like India as a whole, right? I don't blame you for it. I don't blame you for it, dude. Dude, dude that's the thing. The media, uh, uh, media has so much power to yeah put uh, to really establish or uh, you know plant and 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 uh, uh, percept plant your like form your perception of something yeah. either a concept, a country, a person, whatever it is. Uh, so strongly in your mind that you know it, it can it can abuse it or it can it can get it accurately. Like one thing I have an issue with, right? And I believe I mentioned this to you before the podcast, even before we started recording. Like how you mentioned the thing about Bollywood, um, yeah. With Hollywood movies, did you notice how yeah. in Hollywood movies, whenever they show um Mexico, for example, the filter yeah. is always different. It's always a a, a brownish, um, orange, orangeish. Rusty yeah, sort of yeah, why is yeah, that yeah, the yeah. case? Most of the time, yeah. you you take you take whatever movie uh you you, you can get your hands on. Majority mm-hmm. of those movies will show Mexico like that. Majority of those movies will show Bangladesh like that, uh, or India. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. the latest movie. I, I, I would add asterisk. Yeah, no, no, I'm not going to touch. I just want to add asterisk. I would add asterisk to say this is again like all conversation of how it used to be because hopefully our generation and like these next two globalized generations can fight against that. 
So we would just clarify that caveat. Like, like I don't think our children will have the same lived experience of that miseducation, but I agree with you in that um, sometimes the opinions of the producers or the opinions of the people behind the camera would come out in the media in a huge yep. way, like how you said. That's true. That's the thing. Personal, uh, yeah, their personal ideologies would definitely like a director, yeah. the way the director sees that country, he would put that yeah, country yeah. in the same sense. Or the way the industry wants to portray yeah. that country would then push it yeah. down on their, you know, on their directors and their yeah. producers. And whatever stereotype sells at the moment. Like, like that too, um, exactly. Yeah, whatever, yeah. whatever stereotype yeah. sells. Yeah, that's actually a very valid point. Because I will tell you, for example, if we were to put ourselves in the place of the writer, the writer didn't mean to do that. The writer is just trying to write the most content that can relate to the most people of their people. And the the most the, the biggest demographic of their people would relate to that because it would be a common stereotype of misinformation, right? That I think we as their children and the internet and the globalization generation for the next 20 years can play a big role in fighting in that. Like, because now, for example, we're in 2021, right? Like, 2000, 2001... I don't think like stereotypes would be 10 times more prevalent in 2001. Oh, yeah. Because the globalization connection and interconnection was not that intense. The globalization hadn't uh, really had much of a footprint. It was in the process, but uh, yeah. Yeah, not blown up to the degree that we're in. Like, we're not as interconnected and interdependent as humanity as we are now. Internet was a baby back then, man. The internet was a baby. It was was a growing toddler. Uh, Now you see it, it's, uh, it's a full fledged young adult. Uh, you know, Here. having a job. Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Goes to <laughs> woman in life. You know, that, that's yeah. where the internet really is. All like financial status with Bitcoin and stuff. Yeah, like, has, has an apartment, two-bedroom exactly. apartment with like a car and possibly like a bicycle as well. Goes exercises. Exactly. Every- <laughs> that's where the internet really is if, if we had to put yeah. it as a person. So yeah, definitely. Uh, at that time, yeah, definitely not. I feel like we got to see both sides of that coin and, uh, yeah. and, and uh, putting those in, in contrast with one another uh, I, I definitely feel that uh, yes the world has gotten better uh, in the sense of um, you know being uh, more open-minded towards different cultures but at the yeah. same time it's also given um, the content creators more power to portray yeah. because like I said before you know you, you, uh, TV show hosts actors all of these people you know all of these YouTube uh, YouTubers influencers responsibility they have a responsibility exactly they 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 address the masses man the masses are influenced by their ideas and their opinions and um to use that power uh in in a way that's responsible and that helps them accept other people for who they are for where they come from is 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 a definitely difficult thing to do you know you can't achieve that with all of your viewers uh some people will always be butthurt by that always start yeah. trolling around and writing bullshit but it, it, if you can if you can if you can have a footprint on the majority of your viewers um you know and and leave an impression leave a positive impression and not spread that toxicity and hate that so much of the internet is comprised of these days uh so much of media is comprised of these days you take news you take movies you take whatever like we spoke about stereotypes being spread in movies and TV shows. Um, you know, it's a responsibility. I feel like media is, is a ticking time bomb. Uh, you can either diffuse it uh, and... Um, or use it responsibly. I would say it's like Captain America Field, not to throw his name in here, but just to say in that, like, in the right hand, it can do a lot of good, but in their bad hands, it can do... It can 
run a lot of blood. And if you don't understand that reference, you need to be watching the show because it's lit, bro. It's uh, so I need to watch that. it. I definitely need to watch it. I know I've been seeing so many memes about it. I've so many so many things about it. I need to watch it. I need to watch it. I know, I know. I'm just waiting for a whole season. I like binging things, you know. So that's a whole. It's one more episode. It's in like three hours. I'm gonna watch it after this. Wait, Speaking of what? Speaking of one episode, yes, this was. Uh, I feel we can conclude this episode by saying that. Yeah, so wait, wait. I want to. I want to give us a positive note to end it. I don't want to end it on stereotypes. So Go I for it. Say, okay, as a third culture child, if you could have one beautiful vision for the third culture development over the next like, because we're talking about it from 2001, right? So let's say, for example, if you could have one beautiful picture of its development over the next 20 years, give me a positive image so we can end it a positive image, and then we'll do the YouTuber thing. Please like, subscribe, blah blah blah. Um, if I can have a positive, uh, what basically? if you could, if you could imagine a, a, um, a positive image for the third culture children that we live in and the third culture itself, how, um, what would you wish for it to develop into? Like, so we don't end in hate. You get what I mean? I'll start so that you have, like, you start, you start, you go for it. Yeah. You go for it. So, um, I would it. say yeah. like, if I could hope for one thing, they would do it be different, not different, but to, to be developed into it more in, in 20 years. Um, I would hope that we as third culture children are able to take these nuggets of knowledge because it's not just nuggets of interpersonal knowledge, but it's also nuggets of like actual knowledge. Like we have the right, like for example, like you said, you and I have the right and we had the pleasure of going to a different country and studying there and learning their advantage. So um, my dream for third culture children would be that we are able to drop these nuggets of knowledge or these nuggets of experience or these positive stereotypes that we've had with people around the world back into our homes. If not directly, just generally by fighting the stereotypes when they come up, by showcasing that the beauty that we learn from third culture children can be taught to help fight the negative stereotypes that we have in our country. Like, I know, for example, damn well, next time I'm back in Sudan, I'll be able to fight so many more stereotypes I've had about Asia or Malaysia or this, Southeast Asia specifically of the world. You get what I mean? So that would be my positive um, hope for the third culture, for the third culture, for it to be able to spread its influence of fighting stereotype from not just into our head but use us or we use that as a channel to do better in the world and help our own original cultures um lose the illusion of the negative stereotypes that don't really exist also i really hope i really hope that um we can start making amazing content like for example african anime would be lit but don't we already have uh, something like African anime? Uh, I mean, we have two, but I'm talking like if we can get Japanese culture to like, you know, give us a few amazing artists and then get a couple of amazing writers in Sudan and give me some like, you know what I mean? Like if like because I produ- I believe that like our subjective pockets can produce those um relative content as well. But if we can find a way to take our third culture for it to be implemented within the media itself, like if the media itself can start promoting those intersectionality and the positivity within those characters, then I think that would be the next evolution of its beauty. For me, mm, mm. like proper integration. Yeah. Basically, uh, cross-sectional integration in media. Yeah. I get that. So having anime not just speak about things in Japan, but you know, apart from yeah, like, like how the yeah, animation artists in anime be able to use that as a platform to storytell from other nations. You know what I mean? Right. Okay. Without integrating. Uh, by the way, could you hear me properly? Is it? Yeah, I, can, I mean it's a little low, but it's working. It's fine, right? Okay. Uh, yeah. um, right. So, so um, 
to answer your question, I, I, I honestly, I think it's a good question. I think it's a good way to end this, uh, put this to an end. Um, I, I feel like um, it's very crucial for us to understand um, how to define ourselves now, how to define our thinking and open-mindedness now, because this is going to affect our offspring in the future, because we set the tone for our offspring. We, our generation, uh, at least mine and yours, uh, you know, people in their early 20s, uh, early to late 20s, early 20s, uh, mid 30s. Yeah. Yeah, early 20s to mid 30s, so to speak. Yeah, Um, yeah, we're we're at a point right now where we are, um, we're reproducing, man. You know, we're, um, (laughs) we're... I mean, that's the straightest way I can say it. We are reproducing. The world is young, so like... You're yeah, we're, we're leading towards the uh, we're we're yeah. the ones that are uh, you know um, the the main cause for um, the increasing population at the moment. You know we're we're contributing to that right now. We're at that stage. We have that responsibility. So um, we haven't given that responsibility to be able to reproduce and to make sure that we um, raise those kids with the open mindedness that we take in right now with the perspective yeah. of different cultures that we take in right now. So we can, uh, so we can sort of shower them with the same thought processes, not yeah. to the point where they lose their core. So not, to, I don't want to, I don't want to become so exposed. No, I don't want to become so uh, integrated with other cultures where I lose sight of my core culture. Now, mm-hmm. don't get me wrong. That's not what I want. Uh, and I'm sure that's not what you want either, because that's what you grew up with. It's what makes you, yeah. you to, uh, to a certain, yeah. to a very high extent. Uh, I don't want to lose that part of myself. Uh, but I want to use those other, the, my, my knowledge about other cultures as a way to augment, lift, boost, and sort of, um, I want to say enhance. I don't want to compare me, uh, my thinking with somebody else's thinking. You know, we're all very subjective. They wouldn't start at zero. That's what you're saying, right? Like, so they just wouldn't start at zero. They can start off with the, the blocks that you built. Exactly. Yeah. Broadened, uh, a more broadened way of thinking, you know, where you look at a certain person, you don't give a shit what their skin color is. You don't care about where they're from. You don't care about, or actually, no, sorry. You do care about their skin color. You do care about where they're from, but not in the negative way, you know? Yeah. You're not, you're not negatively concerned by it. Yeah. Yeah. um, You remove the stereotypes behind it to give it a fair room so that you're, you can show your interest without taking the negative stereotypes that are, developed before you know what i mean exactly are not what you are told about them no preconceived notions just your experience of them and your conclusion of them is what your judgment is based on that's pretty much it you know it's just uh there's no preconceived notions at the back of your head before you meet a person who you do not know and uh yeah I feel like that's very crucial to establish right now i feel like it's very crucial for us to establish that right now not just in ourselves uh, in our conscious and subconscious um, lives, but uh, but also in in the children that we may you know birth uh, in the near future and 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 you know in their minds you know um, I think that's very important. I think I do feel it's very important because the world is becoming more and more connected by the day. Uh, we cannot stop the 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 connections that no. we're forming. Yeah, we're not, we cannot stop globalization. It is happening and there's nothing we can do about it. I mean, even governments can't stop it. Nobody can stop it. It's happening. It's, it's, it's happening naturally. And we need to accept that. And um, we need to adapt to that. We need to understand that in, as compared to now, in the future, 
we're going to be coming across way more nationalities and cultures that we're coming across right now. So for example, right now, if Kuwait is, 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 is or for, let's not take Kuwait into account, let's take, let's take Malaysia. If Malaysia is 60% Malaysians and 40% foreigners, you don't know that 20 years from now, it's going to be 30% foreigners, uh, sorry, 30% Malaysians and 70% foreigners. You don't know that. Yeah. You just don't. It's... And I, I think even by that, then the definition of who, who from what culture in itself will change. But I think we're like, our time is running. So I would think this is a great place for us to like tap the first third culture episodes about us. Like, you know, I think this was a great introduction for the Great Owls podcast. I would hope anybody that liked and enjoyed this would be able to like, you know, join our community, follow, and then stay tuned. You know, this is the beginning of, I think, a beautiful journey that we're going to go through, you know, thinking great. Definitely, definitely. Not to, uh, not to spread hate, not to spread toxic ideas, um, just to discuss them, you know, discuss hate, discuss toxic ideas. We're not trying to run away from that. We know that exists. Um, but to discuss that, but also discuss the beautiful parts of life, you know, the, the, the um, beautiful parts of your mind, um, the good thoughts and the bad thoughts and what impact they have on, on your psyche um on the world on the people around you uh, you know in your environment on yourself in general um so yeah just anything about everything um uh, if you if you're interested if you want to see that uh where we have different branches that we're establishing for different topics that suit your needs that suit what you're looking for in a podcast um if you want to if you want to listen to stuff about uh you know nature and traveling um you know you will pretty much establish ourselves there. Um, if you want to listen to business, about technology, about, you know, the future of this world. Bro, not just that, like even fantasies, reactions. Fantasies, conspiracy theories, entertainment, sports. Uh, we are going to try our best to get into that. And um, just to conclude, again, to, to, to repeat what I had said earlier, we're no experts. We're just normal yep. dudes talking shit. Of, of, of on conversations that owls. yeah basically two night owls that usually me and you would have these conversations right. in college at nighttime when you know yeah. i can't sleep you can't sleep you'd come into my room we yeah. talk shit but just here we are trying to make something out of it so uh if you're interested into a concept like that follow subscribe you know the drill uh you've probably heard it so many times in so many different youtube videos from so many different influencers and youtubers i don't even need to tell you what to do Blah, blah, blah. Just join the community and um, hopefully we can create a room that is nice enough for third children, third culture children to grow. You know yeah, I mean? not, not just third culture children, but even, um, you know, first culture children uh, for I an would... idea to get an exposure uh, okay. to, uh, you know, the rest of the world and, and, and you know, their psyches. So yeah, stay tuned and uh, hope to see yeah. you uh, invisible people again who I cannot see. Till next week. See you then. All right. See you, Ahmed. Peace, man. I'll call you again after this, yeah? After we end the call here. <laughs> yeah. All right. See you, buddy. <laughs>